Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Thursday, February 15th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, four students were shot and wounded outside of an Atlanta high school yesterday. An endangered whale was found dead off the coast of Tybee Island. And spring training for the Braves is officially underway. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. A former friend and co-worker of Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis says the DA's personal relationship with the special prosecutor began before Willis hired him to lead Georgia's election interference case against Donald Trump and others. The testimony today by Robin Yurdy came in a hearing to determine whether Willis should be removed from the case because of the relationship with the special prosecutor, Nathan Wade. Did you also have observations of Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis together prior to November 1st of 2021. Yes. Willis testified that the relationship started later. When did you start dating? When I started dating Mr. Wade? Mm -hmm. It was right around then. um, April 2022? 22, yes. It was around then. I don't know, like, you know, it's not like when you're in grade school and you send a little letter and it says, will you be my girlfriend? And you check it. If Willis is removed from the case, it would be a stunning development in the sprawling case against Trump. Four students were shot and wounded outside Atlanta's Benjamin E. Mays High School yesterday. That's according to city officials. The wounded students were taken to a nearby hospital, and their injuries were not considered life-threatening. Atlanta Public Schools Police Chief Ron Applin said a fight broke out at the high school. After officers responded to the scene, shots were fired. There was an officer on scene. While those shots were being fired, he broadcasted that over the radio, requested additional support. Um, and, and we had uh, assistance from APD and APSPD to come out to help um, get control of the situation. No arrests have been reported. Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens said in a press conference that making sure young people are safe is his top priority. And President Joe Biden mentioned the shooting in Atlanta to call attention to a day of gun violence across the country. It came in a statement yesterday on the mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. An endangered North Atlantic right whale was found dead Tuesday off the coast of Tybee Island. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says an aerial survey team identified the whale's heavily scavenged body. Its condition and the weather could prevent a necropsy on it. It's the second death of a North Atlantic right whale in the past three weeks, following one reported off the coast of Massachusetts. The species is approaching extinction, with about 360 whales remaining. It was a homecoming in Savannah today for the late Sergeant Brianna Moffat, one of the three Army Reserve soldiers from Georgia killed last month in Jordan. As GPB's Benjamin Payne reports, her remains were escorted from Savannah's airport by a police motorcade. Hundreds of people paid their respects along Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, where a couple dozen patrol cars followed Moffat's hearse to a funeral home near Forsyth Park. Among those saluting were Sergeants Amy Noble and Malisha Bowman, who are both stationed at Hunter Army Airfield in Savannah. Reflecting on Moffat's sacrifice, Noble said, It means everything to me, and I I say it touched so close to home because we might be going soon, you know, we might have to go over there, we might have to serve, and you don't want to think that you're not coming back. 
A visitation is scheduled for Friday evening at Jonesville Baptist Church with funeral services there on Saturday. Sergeant Brianna Moffitt was 23 years old. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne in Savannah. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelski, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org slash podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform. The 21-county metro Atlanta region will add 1.8 million people to reach a population of 7.9 million people by 2050. That's according to a forecast released yesterday by the Atlanta Regional Commission as part of a long-range plan for transportation investments. The commission says population growth will be driven by the region's economy, which is expected to add 856,000 jobs by 2050. State agriculture officials are applauding an order from the Federal Environmental Protection Agency allowing farmers to use existing stocks of a commonly used pesticide. Earlier this month, a federal court issued a ruling that effectively bans the use of dicamba. Yesterday, the EPA said farmers can continue to use the product as long as it was in their possession or in the supply chain prior to the ruling. Taylor Sills of the Georgia Cotton Commission says the EPA's order is one of the better possible outcomes. What the industry has asked for is because of the amount of product on the market and in the marketing channel, that farmers be allowed to use the existing stocks of the product so they don't have to face too much of an undue cost. Georgia Agriculture Commissioner Tyler Harper says the order averts a potential crisis for Georgia farmers. It may feel like there are more people living unsheltered and on the street than you remember. But the people who try and help the chronically homeless need more than a gut feeling to inform where and how they work. They need numbers. In Macon, a new approach to the biannual census of the unsheltered is adding up to a deeper picture of who they are. GPB's Grant Blankenship has more. Jay Call wants a baseline. So on this cold, blustery morning out by Macon's interstate bypass, Hall of Macon's United to End Homelessness program is looking for an encampment in the woods. The manager of a rent-by-the-week hotel knows the spot. Okay, yeah, we, we kind of blocked it off. They used to go in behind our dumpster back there. Uh-huh. But um, when, the last, when they had the fire over there, they kind of ran them okay. off a little bit. Firefighters who responded to that fire have led Hall here to a place he didn't know existed, which matters a lot as he leads the Macon piece of the national biannual census of unsheltered homeless called the Point in Time or Pit Count. Heather, circle up. When the group finds the camp, Hall takes notes on the special census app on his phone, which will help form an estimate of how many people were here. Large encampment filled with debris. Heather Sims is one of the volunteers helping Hall with the count today. She sees something new. It's the little bitty shoe and the super small fleece coat. It's just evidence that this isn't just a 35-year-old male problem. A child was here. In his role with the United Way of Central Georgia, Jay Call runs point between Bibb County government and a local coalition of homeless service providers. The pit count is much older than that job, and yet... When you look at our metrics, uh, it's difficult to determine exactly how many people are unhoused here in Macon Bibb. That's because the metrics are hard to find. 
Most Georgia cities bundle their homeless service providers, shelters, food banks, mental health care, into a single organization called a Continuum of Care, or COC. The Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development prefers to fund COC programs. But Macon-Bibb County gave up its local COC years ago, before Hall's time. Today, the county's rolled up with 151 others into a statewide COC. And so Jake Hall says when the pit count is over, Macon leaders only really learn... There are 10,000 homeless people across 152 counties, which uh, that's not data that we can operationalize. Meaning that number neither helps local nonprofits raise money nor plan best how to spend it. But this year, Hall is a regional pit count administrator. He's been able to capture data specific to Macon and nearby Houston County as it's been collected. Another change, firefighters and code enforcement officers have been mapping encampments ahead of the pit count with an app called Show the Way. That's how census takers have pre-identified lots of new-to-them encampments this year, some very large. Life stories take the place of raw numbers when census takers like Hall find a living, breathing person, like he did on the way to another large encampment. Hey, brother. Can you talk to us for a second? Once all gets his SUV to the guardrail, Heather Sims starts an interview. Has anybody ever diagnosed you with a mental health condition? Mm, no. No? Okay. All right. What about physical disabilities? You okay? No, I got, I got no disabilities, he says, but I did break my nose. I've been broken. I see that. When did that happen? It's been a long time ago. The aim is to do enough of these interviews to get a list of names and needs social workers can use later. And Megan volunteers collected 195 of these interviews by the end of the pit count this year, almost twice as many as in 2022. For GPB News, I'm Grant Blankenship in Macon. In sports, spring training is officially underway for the Atlanta Braves. Pitchers and catchers reported to Northport, Florida yesterday and enjoyed their first official workout today. Other players have to report to camp on Monday, but according to multiple reports, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Michael Harris II, and newcomer Jared Kalenic were among the Braves that arrived at Cool Today Park well in advance of Monday's reporting date for position players. The Braves will play their first spring training game on Saturday, February 24th. And in the NBA, the Charlotte Hornets beat the Atlanta Hawks 122-99 last night to win their season-high third straight game. DeAndre Hunter led the Hawks with 21 points. The Hawks host Toronto on Friday, February 23rd. And that is it for this edition of Georgia Today. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, visit gpb.org news. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We will be back in your podcast feed tomorrow afternoon. If you've got feedback, we would love to hear from you. Email us. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.